Today we're going to be talking about getting mold out of leather. So get ready for some cleaning action. Welcome to the Pebbled Leather Podcast, where we love smooth and pebbled leathers. <laughs> My name is Lisa Goddard, and I can't seem to stop talking about leather bags. <laughs> Be sure to subscribe. I post new episodes every Wednesday. The title of today's episode is Getting Mold Out of Leather, and you might be surprised with what I'm about to tell you. So grab your leather bag and let's get going. Happy podcast day, everyone. <laughs> I hope you're having a great week. Thank you so much to the many of you who uh, reached out to me and said that you enjoyed um, Joetta's interview last week. Um, I had so much fun. So Joetta, if you're listening, thank you so much for being on the show. Um, it was really, really cool to just hear what people thought about it and what stuck out to them as very interesting and what they learned from the episode. So that was just so much fun. And we'll try to do some more interviews. If you have any suggestions on who I should have on the show next, definitely let me know. <laughs> Today, we're going to just jump right into the topic. I'm not going to do any segments, my usual segments. Um, I'm just trying to get right to the point. Um, and yeah, we'll bring back the segments again at some point, or maybe this cycle through them occasionally. But for today, let's just jump right into the topic, okay? <laughs> All right, so let's talk about getting mold out of leather. <laughs> now, before we begin, I just want to say I am not an expert on any of this. <laughs> so if you are and I say something wrong, uh, please reach out to me and correct me. I don't want to mislead people. Um, but yeah, like definitely let me know if I say something wrong. But I did a little research on this topic because I had a personal interest in it. And I'll tell you about my story in just a moment. You know, what happened with my situation, why I had some mold on a leather bag and what I did about it. I'll tell you all of that in case you have the same problem or might have the problem in the future. But before we go on, I just want to tell you what mold is, what it eats, why it does what it does, and how you can prevent it um, and how you can deal with it if it does, you know, take hold in any of your leather bags. So mold is synonymous with mildew and it is not a plant like some people accidentally call it. It is not a plant. It is actually a fungi. Okay. <laughs> and it starts from a tiny microorganism called a spore, which is basically kind of like a dormant seed. And what I learned about spores is that they can hang around in our environment. In fact, our environment is usually permeated with them because they're everywhere in nature and they can be dormant for years and years and years. And they are just waiting for the perfect conditions for that spore to grow, for it to not be dormant anymore, for it almost like to hatch open, if you will, in layman's terms. So that's what I want you to think about is that it, they're all over the place, these mold spores. 
our environment is truly contaminated contaminated with them and we just want to make sure that we don't have the perfect conditions for mold to grow and if we can prevent the growth then we can keep our things you know safe and lasting for a lifetime so first i just want to say that not all fungi are unwanted as mold so you know some fungi really are great decomposers um, you know where you want decomposition to happen right like sometimes you want that and and then also we have to give thanks <laughs> to um, fungi because antibiotics such as penicillin you know are fungi and their development is a blessing obviously for people and, and even in our food, we welcome that distinctive taste of yeast fungi, right? When we're brewing or when we're baking. Um, so, you know, so there's some good <laughs> to, the, to the fungi group, right? Um, the kingdom, the, the fungi kingdom, right? I think that's what it would be. Anyway, but some molds are very dangerous because they actually release toxins that are harmful to humans um, you know, such as in the case with black mold. And, and that's just horrible. You want to avoid that completely. And then there's some other molds that are just not dangerous at all. So you really have to know what you're dealing with to know truly how it's going to impact you. But today we're going to talk about preventing mold on your leather bags and then what to do if you do get mold on your leather bags. Um... There are four ingredients that have to be present for mold to grow. And, and remember these because that's going to help you know your situation for your bags and whether or not you're keeping them safe. So the first is they need to have a food source. We'll talk about that in just a moment. The second is they need to have water in their environment. There needs to be air. And then there has to be moderate temperatures. You can't have like great extremes. So... Let's talk about the food first of all. Now, contrary to green plants, the food source for mold is actually carbon. It's carbon that the mold extracts from the material that the mold is growing on. So as the mold extracts the carbon, it actually destroys carbon-containing substances like leather. So because there's leather and carbon and the mold starts eating that, <laughs> digesting that um, carbon, it's actually destroying the material. So your, your leather is actually getting destroyed. And the destruction of materials is not just the only thing that happens. So while, you know, the mold is consuming that food source, it's releasing those dangerous toxins into the air and it can pre prevent, or I'm sorry, it can present a big health hazard to humans. Now, in order for um, mold to absorb food and grow, mold needs a certain moisture in the material that it is eating. 
and it needs, you know, not too much, but not too little. <laughs> so it has to be just right. So for example, the fungi will not grow if it is submerged in water, right? And the fungi will also not grow if it's on dry materials. That doesn't mean that it's dead, okay? That doesn't mean if like one of those mold spores is in water that it's dead. And it doesn't mean that if it's in a dry area that it's dead. It just means that it's dormant. So it's still alive, but it's dormant. The moisture has to be a moisture content equivalent of about 80% relative humidity to about 99%. So that's kind of, kind of high, but it's not impossible to achieve. And I'll talk about that in just a little moment. Um, but if you have a high relative humidity like that, that's just perfect, especially if the temperature is moderate. That's just perfect for mold spores, which are everywhere, to just kind of hatch open and say, oh, I can start to grow here. So I now am understanding, you guys, why most leather bag makers ship out their bags without being encased in plastic. And this used to be a big um, stickler point for me where I just was like, come on people, like put your bags in plastic when you ship them out. Because I thought to myself, I know we're not supposed to store them in plastic bags for a long period of time, but why not just for the journey to my home? Because you know, if it's raining outside and that cardboard gets a little bit wet or whatever it is, like, I don't want my investment to get damaged. So I couldn't understand why leather bag makers weren't spending just a little bit of money to get their expensive bags wrapped in plastic to ensure that they arrive to their destination safely. <laughs> well, now, <laughs> now I'm understanding it, you guys, because here's why. Even if the person that packs up a brand new leather bag has, let's say, clammy hands, okay? Some people have clammy hands. If they put your bag into a plastic bag and then they seal it up and it goes, you know, into the, into the box and then maybe it, sh it sits maybe for a day or two, um, you know, there at the factory where they're making the leather bags before it gets shipped out. And then maybe, maybe that bag spends, you know, seven days on the road traveling to you. A few days inside of plastic where it's relatively moderate temperature, which I would say probably most of the time those boxes are not freezing cold. They are being shifted around in shipping warehouses, right? of the United States Postal System or an UPS or whatever it is. They're on trucks, yes, but you know, the trucks are probably relatively heated because there's a person driving it. All you need is a moderate temperature and if you've got moisture from those clammy hands, right, that is trapped inside that that plastic bag, you are going to have mold growth because spores are everywhere, right? Spores are everywhere. So there's already spores on every surface just waiting for the perfect humidity. And that can be achieved, I think, in a very short amount of time when you enclose a bag in plastic. So let me tell you now my personal story, okay? And, and 
and what happened and why I found myself in this position and then how I fixed it, okay? <laughs> so my story is this girl sold me a used bag and basically I received the bag and actually before receiving it, I asked her, could you please put the bag in a trash bag? That's what I always ask. Whenever I buy a used bag, I always request that the seller put it in a used or in a trash bag, not a used trash bag, just a trash bag. So I requested that. Um, I feel like everybody has trash bags. It's just easiest to ask for a trash bag. And most people are very accommodating and they slide it into a trash bag. And then I feel good because I know like even if it's raining, even if the boxes, you know, get exposed, if it gets exposed to a little bit of water, my investment inside is going to stay safe. And I guess I never really had a problem before. Um, but this time when my box arrived with the bag inside, I decided to demonstrate a little bit of the virtue of patience. <laughs> and I thought that it would be good for myself to not just tear open into the bag, but rather to let it sit for a month. That's what I wanted to do, just my own personal exercise. I wanted that to sit in my basement for a month. And then eventually after a month's time of waiting, I would go downstairs and I would eagerly open up the box. It was just a practice for me in delayed gratification. Okay. You can judge me however you want. I just wanted to try it. And it was exciting because I thought, you know, as the month went on, I was like, Ooh, you know, keep going. You know, you got a couple more, more, more days. Like it was just like something to look forward to, whatever. It was, it was kind of fun for me. So finally the month was over. I went down into the basement. I excitedly collected the box. I opened it up. I saw the trash bag, got the bag out, was very happy with how it looked. Then I looked inside and I saw green spots just in one section inside on the nappy suede side of the hide. But I looked closer and I was like, that looks like it might be mold. So at first I became kind of upset and I thought, oh my gosh, I can't believe the seller didn't disclose this. Like, this is a pretty big thing. And so I was talking to a friend about it and she reminded me like, well, it was in your basement for a month. And I was like, oh man, you're right. So then I started researching how to get mold out of leather. And that was very important to me because I thought if I don't nip this in the bud now, you know, this mold is going to spread to my other bags, especially during storage. And I, I just, you know, I was very upset and I needed to like figure it out. Anyway, in so doing my research, <laughs> I learned, as I told you, that these spores are absolutely everywhere in our environment. They're outside, they're inside our home, they're just everywhere. And most of those spores inside our homes are not going to hatch as it were. Um, I don't know if I'm using the right word there, but you know, they're not gonna grow. They're gonna stay dormant because most of the time we don't have, you know, an 80 to 90% humidity rate and moderate temperature. That combination, you know, doesn't usually happen. Anyway, 
but I think it did in that bag. And I think it did because, um, you know, it was warm probably when she packed up the bag because we've had some days that were sort of warm and she mailed it to me from a warm location <laughs> where she lives. And um, yeah, I think there was just some humidity inside the plastic and 30 days was enough time in my basement in the darkness. <laughs> the conditions were right and the mold spores that were present were able to hatch and grow and then find a, you know, a food source in the hide of my leather. So I didn't feel like I could complain to the seller because I don't really know when the mold started. I do think it was probably there probably before and she probably could have disclosed it because there was some evidence of somebody scrubbing in there nearby. I could see like, I could just see it. I could see where somebody had scrubbed and there was like a whitish kind of substance. It almost looked like soap or, you know, the different cleansers that you can put on leather. Anyway, but the problem might have certainly gotten worse given that it was, you know, that the bag was trapped in plastic for 30 days. And that's why I caution you guys, you listeners, because I'm thinking, you know, if you even receive a bag that takes seven days to get to you, or I know some, some of the smaller leather companies that we all love, they will, you know, do a lot of production and then they will start packing everything up. And then sometimes, you know, boxes can sit in the store for a couple days before they do a ship day where everything goes out. So I'm glad now that most um, you know, leather bag makers do not ship in plastic. Um, it's probably, they probably feel there's less risk of water damage from like rain and stuff like that than there is from mold growing. So anyway, um, so next I needed to figure out how to treat it because I really did like the bag. I really didn't want to get rid of it, but I also knew that I was never going to be comfortable using this bag and putting like leather pouches into the bag. I wasn't gonna wanna mix it with any of my leather or any of my stuff if I was always suspicious of it. So I knew I had to go in there and really, really make sure I cleaned it. So here's what I did, and I hope that it can help you um, to um, remedy a mold situation if you ever encounter it. So first of all, I went outside with my bag, and this is very important. I wore a mask and I wore gloves, and this is important because, like I told you, um, mold releases toxins, and they can be very dangerous to humans, and sometimes it can really affect one person and not really affect another, and these can be, you know, it's just not good. So, And plus, you don't want to be scrubbing at mold and then send spores throughout your house because you're inside. Most of them probably won't grow, but they can last many, many years, um, you know, being dormant, just waiting for the perfect conditions. So, so why do that in your home? So you go outside, you wear the mask and the gloves that you can dispose of. And so what I did was I then scrubbed it with a bristle brush to remove the spores and the fuzz that would be on the surface, right? So the way mold grows, it kind of like 
just to kind of simplify it and almost speak of it like a plant. It, there's kind of like roots that go down and then there's fuzz on the top and then there's like spores, which are like the little babies, right? <laughs> like, um, so you want to get rid of what's on the surface as much as you can. So that's what I did with the bristle brush. And then after I did that scrubbing, unfortunately there was not much visual change, but I did know that I had removed what was what was on the surface at least. Um, then I decided to scrub it again with Chamberlain's Leather Cleaner. Now this is not sponsored by the way, I'm not like endorsing their product, but I chose their product, I guess because I've read some articles that they've written on their website and I kind of felt like I could understand, you know, what they were talking about sort of on a molecular level for different things, not just mold related. But I felt comfortable with their product. So I tried that. I ordered it on Amazon. It was here in like two days. Anyway, so I scr I'm scrubbing. The way I chose to apply it personally, especially because it was the inside of my bag, I, I just poured some of the leather cleaner number two. I poured it onto the bristle brush and then I scrubbed it on the bristle brush and it kind of almost just barely kind of sudsed up a little bit, not much. I don't know if I used too much or what, but I was scrubbing and I had to really work hard because I really wanted all the visual to go away and I struggled with that. So I actually, um, I did it like three different times waiting 24 hours in between. Um, and Chamberlain's leather condition, leather cleaner, I'm sorry, leather cleaner supposedly penetrates pretty deep into the into the leather and that's what I needed because I knew that it went in deep because like I said my my bristle brush didn't remove all of the green that I saw um, and also I had some metal tools that I was using to scrape the inside of my bag and I noticed that even when I scraped down low the green continued to go down low so it was pretty deep now I chose their product opposed to a home remedy because when I looked at home remedies, there was inconsistencies on what was recommended. And and they basically contradicted each other. So some people would say, use lemon juice. Others would say, no, don't let lemon juice touch your leather. Some people would say, oh, use rubbing alcohol. And others would say, no, don't let rubbing alcohol touch your bag at all. Uh, one person told me to use vinegar. Somebody else said, use baking soda. Um, one person said, use some baking soda with I think it was alcohol yeah it was and that actually is horrible because if you mix baking soda with alcohol it causes a chemical reaction and an acid forms and you don't want that so when I saw all these like home remedy combinations I was just a little spooked so that's why I decided to go with Chamberlain's leather cleaner now it's of course a proprietary a propriety proprietary proprietary um product which means you know, the owner does not have to disclose what is in it. It's not regulated by the FDA. Um, you know, if you read the label, it says it's, you know, natural. It's okay to touch on your hands, but I still use like gloves. Um, so I don't really know what is inside the product, but I figured it's gentle. They said it was, and I figured they have already worked on the perfect concoction, the perfect ratio of ingredients let's go with their product rather than me trying to mix up some home remedy concoction at home 
and possibly use the wrong ingredients or the wrong amounts. Anyway, so like I said, I repeated this process three times, waiting 24 hours between each just for a full drying. And I actually also left the bag in sunshine in between. And of course, sometimes people say, oh, do that, others say don't. But I just, I, I angled my bag in such a way so that the sun was coming right in um, on that moldy spot in my bag. But uh, yeah, so that's what I did. All right, now after that, I noticed that the area I treated unfortunately stiffened. It really, it really did. So everywhere else on my leather bag, it was kind of soft, right? It's a nice quality leather. But that area that I scrubbed and that I treated three times and maybe I did a little over treatment, it was, it was stiff. So I figured probably this is why they also recommend, Chamberlain recommends that after you've used their leather cleaner, you then use their leather conditioner um, to probably soften things up again. And so I knew that was going to be next. But I, at this point, noticed that although most of the visible mold was gone, some still remained visible. And I, I continued to scrape that nap and I could see that the mold went deep down into it. Um, so I, well, here's what I did next. <laughs> so then I went ahead and I conditioned it with Chamberlain's conditioner, it's the number one again, not sponsored. <laughs> and I waited for it to dry. And then thankfully the leather softened. It wasn't exactly the same. It's, it's just still not the same. It's a little more sturdy there. Uh, it seems like a, you know, just a more sturdy leather, but I know, I know that maybe I kind of ruined it a little bit, but I sort of had to, the leather was already compromised and I needed to make sure that fungi was killed. I wanted to I cared more about killing it than I did about preserving the leather, uh, just because I knew if I didn't kill it, it was going to kill the rest of my bag collection, if that makes sense. So I, I really saturated it and I really scrubbed and I probably applied too much, but I'm okay with that. That was my choice. Anyway, so the remaining green dots, um, I did a little research on that, emailed a couple people, Here's my general conclusion. I might have just dead substance, dead fungi, or I might have dormant um, spores, I'm not sure. But I'm thinking probably the spores, you know, they're at the top usually. So probably what I'm dealing with is dead fungi that just has a pigment to it and therefore it can still be seen. And I thought, well, it is probably dead because certainly I've killed it with so much of this chemical treatment and it's probably not going to grow back um, because it's dead. And number two, if there were any mold spores still anywhere inside my bag, it's probably not, they're probably not going to hatch and grow a new colony because my conditions are such in this house that it's my bag is not going to be stored in plastic, blah, 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 blah. I think I'm getting a little chatty here. I apologize. I'll try to wrap things up quickly. <laughs> but my point is, I thought, what can I do to get rid of the horrible look of these little dots? And what can I do to ensure that they're definitely not going to grow? So here's what I chose to do. This is just me. I didn't read 
any recommendations about this. I went onto Amazon and I looked up all the different colors of leather paint that are out there. And I think the brand was Angelus, A-N-G-E-L-U-S. Um, anyway, and so for like six or seven bucks, I got a little jar of, I chose the color cream, um, just cause I thought that was the best match for my bag. Anyway, and so I very carefully painted over the remaining green dots with leather paint, okay? Just a little bit. Now again, leather paint, is it good for your leather hide? No, um, but my bag is already compromised um, and I don't want it negatively impacting any of my other investment pieces. So I'm just looking to end this problem and get as much use out of this beautiful bag that I really do like. Um, so that's what I did. I painted a little bit of this color over the green dots, kind of smoothed it in so that you couldn't really see where the paint was. It kind of just blends in with the rest of the inside of the bag. I'm fortunate that this was an interior problem and not an exterior one. So you can't really see any of, the, there's no visible signs of any of the treatment that I did on the inside of the bag. You cannot see it on the outside. And now on the inside of the bag, you can't even see where the problem was. And then I'm sort of thinking to myself also that if any of that fungus tries to grow again, it's going to hit the surface of that paint, right? The paint is kind of on top, preventing it from coming out. And remember how I talked about how, you know, not only does leather need um, water and a food source, um, it also needs access to air. And if I'm sealing it closed with um, leather paint, I think I've probably nipped the problem in the bud. So yeah, so that's, um, that's what I did. And um, hopefully I won't have any further problem um, with any mold spores hatching because I know they're all over my house. They're all over the environment, but I'll make sure <laughs> I'll make sure we don't uh, let it get uh, higher than 80% humidity in this house. I'll make sure my bags never go in plastic. I won't request that anymore. And um, yeah, if you have any words of wisdom or any experience with this that you can share with me, I would greatly appreciate it. You can reach out to me at lisalovesleather at gmail.com or you can DM me on Instagram, lisalovesleather. You know how to find me. <laughs> okay, I said I wasn't going to do all the usual segments, but let's do your handbag homework or your bag business today, okay? I think this is really important. My challenge to you is this week, find some time to just look inside your bags. And I mean, get a flashlight and look inside look carefully just make sure you don't have any mold growth because if you do you really want to get that right away before it were before it were to get worse so that's your homework assignment get a flashlight look inside your bags especially look carefully on your dark bags because those are going to be a little bit harder uh, to see that mold growth but take a look for it i was dealing with green there is also black and there is also white so um, yeah, that's your homework assignment. 
Of course, if you do see white, there's other things it could be as well. I'll just give this little side note. Number one, it could be glue because sometimes along the seams of a bag, um, there is glue that is used before the bag is stitched. And I have noticed that over time, that glue can look white. Um, on other bags, sometimes it looks like a dark brown. It will change over time to like a dark brown, but a lot of times it's white. Um, so don't, don't automatically assume that that is a fungi, but it could be, look carefully. And then the second thing that could be white is um, bloom. Bloom is when the wax that is in the leather hide kind of migrates to the surface and it can happen just from the passage of time and the right conditions, um, but that can happen. But bloom, all you have to do is kind of like rub it a little bit and warm that wax with your fingers and it kind of penetrates back inside of the leather. So um, yeah, so just be careful if you've got anything white, it could be leather glue um, or it could be bloom. Well, I think that concludes the podcast for this week. Thanks so much for listening to the Pebbled Leather Podcast. I hope you enjoyed this episode about mold. <laughs> hey, we've got to talk about these things. It's important. Be sure to follow me on Instagram at Lisa Loves Leather. Watch my bag reviews at youtube.com slash Lisa Goddard. We'll see you on Wednesday for our next episode. In the meantime, spread the word, and please share on social media. And until then, keep loving that leather bag. Bye, everyone. Bye.